This is Canterbury Mornings with John McDonald. It's time now for our regular catch-up with National Party leader Christopher Luxton. Christopher, morning. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm very well. We're talking today about this awful video which has surfaced from a target boys' high school, this assault on a student by two boys last week, a week ago today. And the question we've put out there is whether or not we have some sort of violence crisis in New Zealand. What's your take on that? Well, look, I mean, I've seen uh, the recent videos also in Auckland of uh, school uh, violence as well happening with gangs of kids um, in school playgrounds. Look, I think we do have a real challenge, particularly around family violence. Uh, we have some of the worst stats in, in, the, in the world, frankly, around that. It's not something we can be very proud about at all and we should be ashamed about, and we need to do a lot of work in the family violence space in particular. There are some great community organisations trying to do that, um, and you know, we need to be able to back them and support them to be able to continue that work. But you know, family violence, it starts at the home. Uh, if, it's, if that's normalised and accepted, uh, which is just unacceptable in every dimension, uh, that's, that's not a good thing, and it, and it feeds into kids, and it, that's what you see what you see. Are we just a more angry society these days? Well, you sort of, I don't know, we're a more stressed society. You know, you talk to school teachers down in, down at Burnside High School and you know, I think they had up to nine different counsellors and you just thought the roles that teachers are doing, playing the roles of social workers and counsellors and dealing with aggressive parents and, and kids that are, uh, really got high anxiety and I think we're a very stressed out country at the moment, yeah. So this morning Chris Hipkins, the former COVID minister Chris Hipkins, has apologised to or announced that he's apologised to Charlotte Ballas for releasing personal mm. information about her when she was trying to get back home before the birth of her child. Do you think that was necessary, given that she was the one who went public? Yeah, look, I mean, I think the bigger issue there, John, is just that it was good to see you say the government wasn't going to carry on and pursue the appeal process of the court ruling around how uh, New Zealand citizens and grounded Kiwis were treated through the MIQ process. You know, that, that was, you know, there were significant you know, shortfalls found through that court process, and the government at one point was thinking about appealing. It's good that they're not. But I do think just a, an apology that say, look, we got that wrong, and we know that it caused a lot of um, grief and suffering for people who were in quite tough situations, if you remember, through that period of time in the back half of last year. And so I just think a you know a general you know, apology to to all New Zealanders that were overseas that New Zealand citizens were treated like second class citizens if you happen to be living overseas uh, and MIQ was found to be really wanting and and um, you know caused a lot of pain and suffering to people so I just think yep yeah, an apology is appropriate. So are you saying the apology to Charlotte Ballas uh, herself isn't enough? Well, my view has been I would apologise to all Kiwis about that, given on the back of that court ruling uh, and that decision from the courts around how MIQ was a misery of human, you know, a lottery of human misery, uh, and it also was, you know, it, it put a lot of New Zealanders in a very tough and difficult situation and, and some very heartbreaking you know, scenarios. Speaking of heartbreaking, there's been some tragic news this week uh, from the roads that crashed south of Picton um, the other day. In the news today, there's a chap here in Canterbury who's offering to put up his own money to make an intersection safer because he doesn't think Waka Kotahi is doing enough soon enough. What's your thoughts on that? Well, look, I think it's a good point you're raising, John. I mean, in terms of Labour seems to talk a big game on road safety and we see lots of big marketing campaigns and TV adverts and spending money on big red zeros and things that we've observed um, over recent months. But actually what New Zealanders want is exactly as you identified, safer roads. And there was a lot of promise around median barriers, but yesterday there was a a report coming out saying, I think of the 200 kilometres of median barriers promise, which are the things that stop head-on smashes. Uh, there's only been about 56 kilometres delivered. So, again, the focus has been sort of a bit of an anti-roads mantra. Uh, there's not been investment in the maintenance of our roads or any start-up of any new and better roads. Uh, all those roads of national significance got cancelled when the government came to power. And I just think, 
you know, New Zealanders do want safer and, and, and newer roads, and we've got to keep that, you know, invested in them. And so instead what we're seeing is a government that's actually in that NZTA group, you know, they're spending, I think there's 60% more admin people than frontline staff that have been added. There's been a doubling of communication staff, uh, and there's just been a lot of money and prioritisation put on the wrong things. And, you know, simple things, medium barriers, save lives and, and stop smashes and crashes. Oh, OK, so you're making a commitment today that if you become Prime Minister, if National becomes government, you will press go on achieving those um, targets? Yeah, well, we'd really, that's, that's exactly what we want to see is outcomes, right? And so, you know, we've got to take actions that drive into delivering those outcomes and, you know, medium barriers, roads of national significance, um, investment in roads are important. Um, whether you're going to be in an electric vehicle or a hydrogen bus uh, or a truck, um, we're going to need really good, safe roads going forward. There seems to be a lot of talk at the moment, if we look um, global now, a lot of talk at the moment about the future of the Commonwealth. And we've got the Prime Minister deciding not to go to Chogham but going to a NATO meeting instead. I gather that may have something to do with the timing of Matariki, but anyway, besides the point, there is a lot of talk about the Commonwealth and some concern at Buckingham Palace that come the change in leadership at Buckingham Palace, some countries may leave. In fact, Jamaica announced that this week. What's your view on New Zealand's ongoing membership of the Commonwealth? Well, look, I, I personally am very comfortable with our current constitutional arrangements, and I, you know, when I'm going up and down the country, it's not an issue that New Zealanders are, are raising proactively, and I don't think there's a big frankly, an appetite for change uh, from New Zealanders, as we've seen in other countries. Uh, I think there's a recognition, certainly with the Jubilee, that the Queen's been an incredible public servant uh, to the Commonwealth uh, and to New Zealand. Um, But I just, you know, it it may happen, you know, in my lifetime, but I just think at the moment uh, there isn't a real burning platform or a desire or an appetite, frankly, amongst Kiwis for change. Does that make you a monarchist? No, I mean, I think in time it will come, you know, but I think it's just, um, it's not a major priority for me. And I think, you know, at the moment we've got a cost of living crisis and we've got some real challenges uh, and we need to get things done in this country rather than just talk about stuff. Uh, There's some higher priorities, frankly, than this. Okay, you say it's time will come, but you say it's not a priority. What would make it a priority somewhat down the track? Well, I think it's going to be ultimately a decision for New Zealanders to make, uh, and I think over time you'll find the New Zealanders probably will want to go down that pathway, but it's a long way away, I suspect, and there just definitely isn't any appetite. It's just not something that's raised with me as a priority for people. Uh, they're very comfortable with the constitutional arrangements, and so am I.